You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo! We are now one day away from episode 100 of Fly in the Call. Later today, I'm going to be posting a bit of reflection on the first two years of the podcast, what's to come, and goals going forward. So this, my friends, is the last interview of the Double Digits. From the moment I pressed play on their debut single and heard the opening line, what a goddamn year this has been, I'm fucking exhausted, I was hooked. The message, the sound, and the emotion all come together in a way that hit me somewhere that not many other bands do, especially on their first ever song. Almost a year later, their first EP is just about ready to hear, and the solo project has turned into a full-fledged band. Today we're talking about the positivity the band is hoping to spread, how the sound developed, what's to come, and a whole lot more. Get stoked on it. As soon as I heard Exhausted, I was like really impressed by, you know, how realized it felt as like a first release, you know, both like the sound of it and like the overall polish. I know you were in, you're in the movies for like six years or so before this project, um, but I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of like your history as a musician and what led to starting A Tiger Made of Lightning. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think, you know, I probably like a, a lot of the musicians that you talk to. I mean, I've wanted to be a musician since I can remember. I mean, there's like photos of me with like a, you know, a toy guitar and like I was using like a toy vacuum as like a mic stand, you know, it's like stuff like that. Always wanted to perform, which was weird because I was shy when I was a kid. But um, so I've always wanted to make songs and write songs and stuff. And um, so, I mean, I've been in bands and I started playing guitar when I was like for real, when I was like seventh grade. So like 12, 13. And I was in my first band in eighth grade, but it was just like a jam session in my basement. But I was like, Oh, this is amazing. And then, yeah. So, I mean, I've been, I've been in bands my, my whole life ever since. And I think the longest I went without being in a band from that point till now was maybe like uh, two years. Yeah. That's the longest I've ever gone without being in a band since I was 13. Nice. And have you kind of like always had that like eye for, you know, kind of like, I guess releasing like this kind of more cohesive piece or like well well polished piece. Well, sure. I mean, I want it to sound as good as possible, you know. Like, but but you know, I've also always been drawn to like punk and hardcore. You know, like it, it, polish means different things to different genres. You know, because I think I think in punk, it's like polish is more about like a fully realized song, and you're fully aware of like what you want it to sound like. So it could sound, you know. DIY as scuzzy as possible but if that's what you're going for then that's that's polished for punk does that make sense yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so like I mean I think for me like exhausted was a kind of a like so I was in a pop punk band for six years which was fun it was like pop punk easy core 
more aggressive stuff when I had a chance to write the songs and um, you know, and that was really fun. And then I was like, but I have always, I've always, my heart's always been in like emo, like emo punk post hardcore stuff, like early 2000s stuff, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always, always been drawn to that. And I think that's like, was like a lot of influence for exhausted that and like soupy from the wonder years is one of my favorite lyricists of all time. So like, it was a lot of like, you know, the kind of like, kind of confessional type lyrics but with like the big epic like kind of you know like a post-hardcore slash emo kind of sound yeah for sure yeah it's funny you mentioned like easy core as your previous band because like i the easy core that i enjoy the most is like the earlier stuff like the the beginnings of like for your strong and set your goals that has kind of more of that like hardcore like more punky background oh, man, than, absolutely like, the pop the bouncier, <laughs> yeah like like set your uh, man that one set your goals album is so so good uh, well you might want to check back on wednesday because i have a 15 anniversary interview with matt wilson no way <laughs> oh that's awesome i will definitely check that out yeah i love that and, and of course I, th- I think um i, mean, I don't know I, enemy for four years strong like enemy of the world is i i love enemy of the world but i definitely think uh rise or die trying is like yeah, landmark. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I love those albums. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, you, it definitely seems like you have like this pretty, you know, wide range of inspiration for a tiger made of lightning. Like, who are some of the bands, other ones, the ones uh, than like the ones you mentioned already that like kind of inspired the most um, specifically for this project? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, so I've always been really drawn to like the kind of like early two thousands, like kind of more of the aggressive emo stuff. So like the used Finch, uh, armor for sleep. Um, and then getting into like kind of the post hardcore stuff like Thursday, Seo sin, uh, Alexis on fire. Although I don't know if they're post hardcore as much as they're just like hardcore punk, but I love them. Dallas green's like one of my favorite vocalists of all time. Uh, thrice, holy shit, thrice, uh, especially up through like via especially like vocally, like I think Dustin, I love Dustin Kensrue's lyrics, but I also think like his, vo- his vocal range is my vocal range. So I was just like, Oh, cool. I can be gritty. And like, cause you know, there was that point where like a lot of the pop punk and emo stuff was like really high pitched you know, I helped Kellen Quinn and stuff like that. And I was like, <clears throat> notes. but then I heard Bryce and I was like, I can do that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kind of like roughness of your vocals is something that really appeals to me as well. Like, how did you kind of, you know, go about finding and like developing your voice? Uh, a lot of rage. <laughs> uh, a lot of, so I grew up in a very conservative Christian household and community in like Western Pennsylvania. And, you know, I was growing up at the dawn of like tooth and nail records so like a lot of, you know, and uh, honestly, I think that like, if it wasn't for that record label, I think I would be, I, I'd be a lot uh, more adrift because um, I felt like that gave me a, that record label, especially because they put out a lot of punk and hardcore and eventually emo and metalcore stuff really gave me a place to like channel my rage in a, pl- a place that was like acceptable to my parents, even though they didn't really like the music, but at least they were, you know, it was like, oh, there is a Christian label. So it's okay. So <laughs> Um, and I, I honestly think a lot, a lot of people that grew up like I did have similar stories because also like a lot of the bands that came out of that scene were legitimately good as opposed to just like watered down versions of other bands like Under Oath, uh, even like POD was really popular for a long time. Um, who else? Project 86 was really good. Blindside, if you've ever heard of them, they're like a Swedish uh, 
I don't know how to categorize them. They're incredible. MXPX. Who else? Oh, uh, is Devil's Prada's Christian, or at least they were. Yeah. yeah. So like bands of that ilk that were actually pretty decent. Uh, I've heard it argued that that was like one of the only times that like modern Christianity was actually like relevant because they were actually putting out like really good music and it like gave, but the other thing too, is I think growing up in it as an angry Christian kid was that like, it gave me a place to channel that I couldn't use drugs. I couldn't have sex. I couldn't smoke. I couldn't do any of those. I wasn't allowed to do any of that stuff. I wasn't allowed to swear, but I could, you know, I could really get into that music. Yeah. That it's, like that wasn't really my scene like I, I kind of got into like the punk and hardcore scene like more like a little bit later than that so like that wasn't my scene but it's like always so interesting to me to like hear how much like that stuff influenced people <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean it, it's great and then of course like later on like maybe toward like the late 90s that's whenever like the more emo stuff kind of came to the forefront like Juliana Theory was a really big one for me uh who else was like a really big one uh Starflyer 59 was another one. Uh, and if you ever heard of those guys, definitely check them out. They're so good. And then that led me to like, and then that led me to like, you know, the, the non-Christian, uh, non quote unquote, non-Christian bands like Jimmy World, Get Up Kids. Um, who else was really big at the time? Sunny Day Real Estate, you know, they, that, it was like American football, like the late nineties kind of stuff. And I was just like, oh, and then I found Dashboard Confessional during my like, girls are mean to me phase. So it was, yeah. And then that was it. That was like, that was it for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that also kind of like ties into something that you mentioned to me about kind of like the concept of emo as not, you know, necessarily like sad and depressing, but, yes. you know, kind of just anything that makes you feel alive, which is kind of funny because like when I first heard about emo, like in middle school, there's like the negative connotation. And I was like, but all music is emotional. Like, yeah. I, I didn't like understand it at first. Um, I'd love to hear more about your kind of like your thoughts on emo and like its place uh, in music slash the modern day music scene. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love emo because it does tap in to, you know, especially for I think especially for like guys, you know, like guys like me who grew up in households where like emotions were bad and asking questions was bad and like, you know, and I wasn't just angry. I was also like scared and confused and like adrift, you know, um, you know, not as adrift as I would have been if I didn't have this music, but like the music connected me, helped me like recognize like, oh, oh, everybody's experiencing this on some level. But I, I think, yeah, but as I've gotten older and as I've like kind of gotten into like, you know, just like a lot of self-reflection, I've gone to a lot of therapy, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, done a lot of self-reflection a lot of meditating, you know, I've just gotten to a place in my life where I realized that like, oh, it wasn't just like the anger and the sadness that I was feeling. I was also feeling joy. I was also feeling just like purposeful. It was felt meaningful to me, you know, like, I mean, if I think about like my favorite, okay, so my favorite album of all time is Jimmy Eat World's Clarity. Most of those songs are not sad. They sound sad, some of them, um, but a lot of them are just about like working through relationships and there's like, like the song Crush where he's like excited and happy about falling in love. Um, for me, this is heaven was one of my wife and I's wedding songs. That's about falling in love, you know, like that's super emo, <laughs> um, you know, and there's, there was like nothing negative about it. You know, like the one line is like, if I don't make myself, or if I don't let myself be happy now, then when that's not sad, you know? So with the tiger made of lightning, I just, I, I, we went really positive really uplifting because I just I don't know I just feel like this is the time when we need that it's the time when I need it uh I need some uplifting I need some encouragement past year and a half has been garbage 
um, in a lot of ways. It's been good in others, but it's been garbage in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't know, have you ever watched that show Ted Lasso? No, I haven't. So it's this show on Apple TV and it's basically, you know, this is this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's basically like about this guy, Jason Sudeikis plays this coach who coached football and he gets hired to coach a, a soccer team in England. And like, he's known for being really motivational. And like throughout the entire, like this, the course of the show, he like slowly endears himself to all these people who think he's just like a, he's just like, well, they don't even, like, they don't get him at all, but he's slowly, cause he's so genuinely like, encouraging and uplifting and a motivator he eventually like rallies his team around him and they all like the whole team loves him and like that's what i want to do as a musician <laughs> like i want to rally people i want to like punk is about helping your community you know like i think that kind of like diy scene is about like hey let's work together to make something awesome happen so i don't know i just try to channel that into the music and the lyrics as well like a lot of it is just like we've had a lot of work to do and we've had a lot of things we've had to look at over the past year and a half. And, and we've done like something like, I want to give credit to the people who have done the work. You know, I want to celebrate those people. I want to celebrate the people that have had, that were had the courage to take a look at themselves and go, okay. Uh, (laughs) I gotta, I have to heal that. And then they did it or at least are in the process of doing it. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, uh kind of talking about the last year and a half like exhausted feels like really the perfect song to kind of sum up 2020 and beyond but i know it actually has its roots kind of in like the dayton shooting in 2019 Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. can you talk a little about kind of like where that song started and how it's kind of like changed for you throughout you know writing and recording and even like post-release yeah um you know it's funny is that yeah you know it's funny is it actually started I, i started writing it whenever the whole family separation thing was happening so that was what 2018 that was whenever the whole, the whole like I'm fucking exhaustive thing hit me and it hit a lot of people too. It's not like I had, that was an original thought, but like that's whenever the germ or the seed of the song started. I think that it flushed out more and more. Cause like, you know, that was like headlong into all the, you know, previous administration stuff and all the horrible stuff that was happening and it just kept getting worse and it kept feeling more relevant so I kept the more I flushed it out the more relevant it seemed like it became and then and then 2020 rolled around and I was like oh my god like (laughs) I have to put this out it wasn't even like I didn't think it was gonna be I wasn't like oh I can make a lot of money off this I was just like I I have to say this for sure. Yeah. I mean, my first like thoughts when I first started was like, yep, I, I feel this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm really glad it resonated with you. I feel like I'm, I'm getting a lot of that really positive feedback, which is weird because I think I got a lot of feedback when it came out, like really great positive feedback. But like when it was kind of sort of safe to kind of do shows again and kind of get back and connect with people in person again for those like blissful two weeks when we thought everything was going to be okay <laughs> um, i got a lot more like feedback of like wow exhausted was like good for you know like it, it, it was my song of 2020 oh my god i was like wow thank you so much that's really great um i hate that it was your song of 2020 but thank you but i'm glad it's resonating with people and i really I, i'm really glad i really hope the rest of the ep does as well yeah and i mean uh the newest single little birds kind of takes that general like positive undercurrent of exhausted but kind of really doubles down on it 
you know, taking the inspiration from your daughters. And I'd just love to hear kind of like a little bit more about kind of what drives you to make such uplifting music and kind of how you keep things in the realm of like realism rather than like, you know, going, jumping the bridge to corniness. (laughs) Right, right. I think that, I mean, my daughters are a huge inspiration for me, like in terms of wanting to be positive, because I want to set a good example for them. And they are so awesome. I, I, I just put them to bed before I, I got down here and they're eight and six and they're just like creative and they're silly and they, they're, they're like dreamy and like they build the, create these like worlds and they create these things like with blocks and paper. And I'm just like, Oh my God, it's just like an endless uh, stream of like creativity. And I'm just like, so impressed with it. I'm so impressed with them. And it, it inspires me to just like keep doing that for myself. So in terms of the positivity, like I said, I want to be a good example for them, but it's also like, I don't know. I, I see it like a lot of the, you know, gestures broadly at the world and I, go, I can get really down and then I look at them and I'm like, Oh, they're focused on here. They're focused on like the now they're focused on like training their brains, right. Whether they realize it or not. And I'm just like, okay, thank you for the reminder. I need to focus on what I can control. I need to be here now. I need to focus on what I can control and not let the bastards drag me down. Yeah. I feel like that is certainly fitting kind of considering your day job as a therapist as well. Can you talk a little about how kind of like that affects your music and vice versa? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's another big inspiration for me trying to be more positive because I just, I don't know, I feel like there's enough things to be sad or angry about. And I believe me, I have been angry and sad a lot and it's, uh, it's really easy to do. I think it's a lot harder. It's a lot more of a challenge to step back and like, like I said, kind of tell the difference between like, what can I control? What can I not control? And then put my energy intentionally into what I can that's essentially what I'm trying to help my clients do on a, on a daily basis. And so I'm just trying to put that concept into the music, you know, like re- reminding people they're, they're deserving of love and happiness, but just because they're deserving of it doesn't mean that they're just going to automatically get it. I, I really like, I've always loved the idea of like music as therapy. Like <laughs> it's certainly been the way I connect with it. So uh, that makes a lot of sense for sure. <laughs> And I mean, it seems like this project kind of started off very much with like a take things as they come mentality. Um, I'm curious, like now that it's kind of no longer strictly a solo project and, you know, there's the larger EP release on the horizon and even, you know, shows somewhat a possibility. I'm curious if that's changed kind of the way you approach it at all. Well, that remains to be seen. You know, we're still in like the rehearsal phase. So I have a full lineup now. So we have two guitarists, a bass and, and uh, bassist and a drummer, and uh, and they're great guys. I'm really excited to to, to uh, throw down with them on a stage at some point. We're still in the rehearsal stage, so we're still trying to learn the songs we already have. Um, when it comes to writing, um, we'll see. They're all very talented on because of the way that they play and like their their flavor, you know. So I'm excited to utilize that more. I don't know. I, I I think I still see myself as being the main songwriter, but I also don't want to be that guy that's like, no, I write the songs and this is how it's going to sound. It's going to sound like this. And otherwise, you know, get out. So like I said, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm open. I'm open. I have, I already have like four or five really good starts on EP two. But like I said, I don't want to just, I, I don't want to be uh, 
you know, I don't want to be the, like the Billy Corgan here. I don't want to just like only, you know, only I write the songs and only I do it. And it's only going to be like this. I want, I want to collaborate. Yeah. Like, um, people are probably sick of hearing me mention that I've been super into jam bands for the last like year and a half now. And the, the collaboration aspect has been something that's like gotten so interesting to me. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Uh, even, you know, like the, the collaboration, I mean, in terms of, it's such an interesting concept. I've been listening to a lot of like, are you familiar with Bill Murray? Not the actor of the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's from Columbus as well, but he has focused on collaborating a lot. Just like within his own genre, he's gotten, you know, he's collaborated with like Tillian and uh, who else is he collaborated? I mean, a bunch of, a bunch of people that was just like, kind of like the big get for him was Tillian. Um, oh, and Caleb. Uh, from Beartooth, but his was that was like, that was like a joke one. <laughs> his, Caleb's vocal feature was just like, "Hey, this is Caleb Shomo. This is my vocal feature. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the his kind of collaborating, like inspired by like you know the way that like uh, rappers do it, um, where there's like a lot less competition and more like, "Hey, if we all sound good on this song, and then we do another song, but you write it and we all do it, and we all sound good on that one, like all the different fan bases will combine and like." galvanize and it will everybody benefits and i was like oh that's cool so in a very much 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 smaller way uh all the <laughs> all the people in my lineup are from other local bands that are all pretty great so hopefully once we start playing shows we'll kind of galvanize all of our fan bases together in a similar way and we'll see how that goes do you want to give any shout outs to, to the rest of the band well yeah uh steve hatmaker on drums alex cassis on bass uh, Landon Groshowski on guitar and uh, Colin Cavanaugh on guitar. They're great guys. And I mean, with the EP, the first EP being in like the, the finishing stages of mystery, mixing and mastering, can you tease anything about what's coming, what's coming next or like what you're most excited about? I oh, mean, I'm excited about it all. I just, I think that the biggest thing I'm excited about is the whole, the message is just like in a similar way. So like exhausted was like things suck, but we're in this together. Little Birds is, and that's the single off of the first single from the EP, but Little Birds is like, this is awesome. This very specific part of my life is awesome. And I want to keep it that way. Um, And then the rest of the record is like, how do we find this level of positivity amidst the negativity? Not in spite of, because we need to pay attention to the negative stuff too. But like, how can we kind of find a balance um, and put our energy into things that actually help us and help our community so the title of the ep is it's chaos be kind which is a quote from Patton oswald and then i mean i feel like we've hit on a lot of really great stuff already but i do always like to wrap up the show the same way which is by asking for either a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about you know whether it's music or life or kind of whatever else has been on your mind just a little little tidbit to send people off with yeah uh, it's a line from Exhausted. Uh, slow down, pay attention. Nice. Love it. And what made you choose that? Because it's my mantra as a therapist. Yeah. It's something that I think it goes along with it's chaos be kind in a way because it's chaos be kind is like, okay, I can only control so many things. I can control whether or not I'm kind. Like I can control my ability to slow down. It doesn't always feel like it, but I can't. And so if I can slow down a little bit, I pump the brakes, you know, if I'm going 80, if I just go down to 75, maybe that's the difference between me getting a ticket or not, you know, maybe that's the difference between me missing my turn or not. And then pay attention, like 
notice. You don't have to analyze it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to go around and around and around and overanalyze and go and drive yourself nuts. Just like notice what is here. What can I do with this? What's happening in here? I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> What's happening around me? And how are those two things engaging? How are those two things interacting or messing with each other? Awesome. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. <laughs> awesome. And I mean, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you uh, have been itching to get out there? No, man, just like it's chaos, be kind. Like, <laughs> like shit's crazy. All we can do is take care of each other and ourselves, ourselves first. We got to take care of ourselves first because we can take care of other people better. It's not rocket science, you know, we just, you know, it's like, we, we know what we need to do. It's just a lot of us like either don't have the bandwidth or like the, the wherewithal or the, uh, or the motivation to do it. And we just got to do it. Yeah. Or yeah, sometimes it's even just the matter of like paying attention, I guess, like you, like you were just saying, but like the, taking the time to be like, okay, this is what's happening in the moment. Let me, you know, deal with it in this way. And I'm going to really butcher this quote, but like I said, it was, I think it was like Thich Nhat Hanh or some other like meditation expert. I, f- I forget who, and I'm, gonna, I'm really embarrassed. I can't remember it, but it was basically like this, this essence of the quote was like, when you're like, whenever you're having like uh, some stress in your life, meditate for one hour, when things are going really badly, meditate for two hours which is, it seems counterintuitive because it's like, well, if I already have a lot going on and I've already have a lot on my mind and I'm overwhelmed with life, when would I have time to do it? And it's like, well, because you need to. So yeah, slow down, pay attention. There ends the last double digit interview of Fly on the Call. I'm so excited to be going into the hundreds and especially to share the new theme song coming your way tomorrow. It's so good. As is a tiger made of lightning. If you haven't heard Exhausted, you better go listen right now. It's a hard hitting three and a quarter minutes of mental release. You should also check out their other single, Little Birds, and keep your eyes peeled for more deets on the EP to come because it's certain not to disappoint. Flying the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyingTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyingTheCallPod at gmail.com. Stay posy. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same so if that sounds cool you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and i'll see you there